Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Unafraid Podcast. I am Jay, of course, and this is the show that celebrates queer life, and we share stories and discussions from the queer life experience, and we've been having a really good time. You know, I think we're in, as far as episode number, gosh, I think we're in the early 40s, uh, somewhere in there, which is the same as me, age-wise, so uh, that's not too bad, and it has been one of the coolest experiences of my life. It, it really has. You know, I I never knew just how much of a beautiful, vibrant community we had as queer people until I was in my 40s. And I, I feel just blown away by it. And I think that some days I feel like, boy, I really missed out on a lot as I was growing up. And other days, I'm, I'm just really thankful that, that I'm here now with all of you. And so I want to thank you for listening. And to everyone that's come on the show, thank you so much for sharing your stories. You guys are amazing. Um, another big thank you to the show's sponsor, Rebecca Jonesy, who is an author and a good friend of mine and an ally to the queer community. Rebecca, thank you so much for making sure that the show could keep going. Uh, Rebecca heard just the first couple episodes and was like, you know, I, I really want to be a part of this. I want to make sure you can keep doing it. And um, of course, I was really, really grateful because uh, we don't really make money as podcasters. So that was um, that was an, an awesome thing. Uh, Rebecca writes fantasy and romance and action adventure type stuff. And um, it's just it's a really cool world that she creates. So if you uh, if you enjoy that kind of fiction, the link to her website is going to be in the uh, episode description here. All right. Well, I have another wonderful guest today, the creator of the Queen's English, Chloe Davis. Chloe, how are you? Hi, Jay. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. And I, I told you just a minute ago, I've been on your website. I'm actually staring at it on, on screen number two here, uh, watching videos of yours that, that you've done interviewing people and getting, you know, cool background on people. And it is just amazing what you're doing. I am I am so happy to see this and a little bit jealous as well because you, you've gone out there and talked to just some amazing people but I guess before we get into the get into your work we should find out a little bit about you so who is Chloe Davis oh man that's like the question right now. <laughs> um well hi everyone my name is Chloe Davis and um I'm a creative and an actor and a dancer um, and also a debut author of The Queen's English, the LGBTQIA plus dictionary of lingo and colloquial phrases. I'm so proud. Um, I am a proud black bisexual woman. Um, I pretty much center my creative platform on amplifying the narratives and voices of black culture and black identity, and as well as um you know, heightening and um, empowering the LGBTQI plus community, its culture, its identity, but definitely the language. Um, and it's interesting because the two, as far as being like a creative dancer, actor, and also writing and a writer kind of went hand to hand because I started creating the dictionary actually when I first landed my, um, first professional job as a dancer. It was in Philadelphia um, with a company, the Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Dance Company, also known as Philadenko. Um, and it is a black modern international dance company. 
And uh, a lot of the men in the company um, identified as gay and they were black and they were also part of the ballroom scene. And when I talk about the ballroom scene, I think a lot of us know more about it. It's become mainstream because of RuPaul Drag Race, because of Pose, because of Legendary, and also because of, you know, beforehand, um, the documentary Paris is Burning. But there's this vibrant language that you know, really explodes from the ballroom scene. And I started learning it, you know. Um, and I remember being like, oh, man, this this language is just is dope and it needs to be documented. I, and I was just so I was being funny, but I was also really adamant, like, no, this, you know, this is a language, you know, and I always like to say that language shapes culture because language articulates like an experience that um, is very, um, personal or just really focuses on, um, a community. Um, and it's like a lot of times mainstream hasn't created the language so that these communities create language that really, um, empower and amplify their identity. And I feel like that's what happens, happened in the ballroom scene. So fast forward, I, you know, a passion project happened where, you know, I just continue to document language and and create, you know, academic definitions on how to, you know, identify or define like fierce and slay and over and come through. You know, it started with that. But over time, as I continue to perform, you know, in different places around the United States um, and and connect with different artists and performers um, and their friends would connect me with other friends. I just started to really compile this wonderful glossary of a dictionary and now there's like over 800 terms so that's a little bit about me I'm a creator (laughs) um I love to dance and I am really about um amplifying and empowering you know gay and queer culture well I'll I'll tell you what and you have you have such a great uh, stage presence or, or podcast presence, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll call it. I'll just say, but most of the time when I ask people to tell me about themselves, they're like, well, my name is Joan and I live in the Midwest and uh, I've done this. And, but, but oh, you, I can you, even say where I live, right? <laughs> you have this, you have this, this beautiful pitch, which I, I think is fantastic and, and really gives us, a great idea of what you're about and you know even in the um your your about us on on the on the website there i i love this little story you tell about you know being on the on the bus with your with your crewmates mm-hmm. and they're they're speaking in their kind of their own language and and you use the word uh, snatched as what you were asking them about and i have had conversations like this with some of my 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 online queer friends who are much younger than me mm-hmm. um and I'm like, I, I don't have any idea what you just said. Could you explain it to me? And I always feel like a, just like the the old fogey or like the boomer. And, and but so I I really can can relate to that. Um, and I think that's that's great. And you and you you're calling this a dictionary. And but it's it's not quite a dictionary, right? It's not like open opening Merriam Webster and just looking through a bunch of definitions, right? There's more to it than that, isn't there? Yeah. And, you know, I I call it a dictionary because I want it to absolutely receive um, the scholarly um, credit, you know, that it deserves. I, you know, I want to say, too, I decided to document, you know, queer, gay and queer language because first there wasn't a resource 
as as substantial as this one that really articulates the diversity that lives within our larger gang career community, right? So when I talk about that, you know, I was talking about the ballroom scene or the leather community or, you know, just focusing on, you know, the lesbian spectrum. But even inside that, the intersectionality of, you know, what is it like being black and lesbian or what is it like being, you know, Latinx and trans, you know, it's just... I, I wanted to focus on the the true diversity that lives within, you know, our our community and articulate the language that um, really ignites and empowers these communities. And so I say that to say because it is a dictionary. So you definitely have like the definitions, and I say plural because you know of course there could be more than one. The part of speech, um, and I think it's cool because I also use, you know, a usage um, example on like how the language is actually used in the community. And that kind of gives the nuance and the flair, um, you know, cause you can define it one way, but then when you say it, it has a different feel and um, celebratory way. Um, and then you also have, which is, which is important. You have like a usage note and that explains, you know, if possible, the etymology of the word and, you know, the community that originated or commonly uses it. If if the term is derogatory or stereotype or pejorative, I think this information is really important for readers to have, you know, so it's not just using the language flippantly. It's like, you know, no, this is a tr- this is this is um, truth. This is um, and it should be respected, you know. And then I love there's also like a did you know, and the did you know kind of gives like a historical reference of how the word um, possibly evolved or, you know, maybe there's organizations that um, also are connected with the expression or the word or events or people. And I like to highlight that. And then. There's other aspects, too, and I think that's what you're talking about, why it's more than a dictionary, because there, there are interstitial spreads throughout um, that highlight, I like to say, the people, the places, the things that have really moved, you know, our LGBTQI plus community forward, you know, whether it be, you know, the Harlem Renaissance or whether it be the ballroom scene, um, whether it be we talk about, you know, LGBTQ. Um, people in the military and that history of, you know, um, not allowing gays and now, you know, the the battle when we had the Trump administration with uh, not allowing those who identify as trans in our military. Um, And it also talks about pronouns and and how we should really understand what identity is that, you know, I, I, I use the, and it's been um, used before, but it's called the gender bred person. And, um, and just the expansion of that, you know, your, your, you know, I gender identity and your sexual orientation and your sexual anatomy and your, um, you know, also your gender expression or identity expression are three totally different things and that they don't have to um, necessarily align in such a traditional or binary way. So it's just, you know, it's just about, you know, honestly, in a nutshell, it's a dictionary. But in my mind, I feel like it's a it's a celebration of the true spectrum of identity. Well, what a what a beautiful explanation that was. And um, you know, and I was even thinking, and I, and I don't have my copy yet, but uh, <laughs> that you know, it, it really, it really sounds like it's it's a lot of history and a lot of celebration, and um, you know, so much more than just reading definitions. Because as you, 
as you so graciously said, you know, some things aren't aren't quite so easily defined, and some things are a spectrum, and some things are fluid. Um, but I think that language is incredibly important. Um, you know, it's very important to me as a as an author, but. I think for the entire world, the the language the language that we use and the understanding that we have of it um, really really affects people. Yes, yeah, I, I agree. Um, and like I said, I I like to use the word celebrate and empower, but I also am I, I want to be real and honest about the journey of of our community and that it, it's not, it's not always full of celebration. You know, it's, it's full of homophobia and transphobia and biphobia. It's full of racism. It's full of cis sexism. You know what I mean? We have, and again, I, you know, put all these words in the dictionary. So we really understand what this, this means, but it's just about identifying words, words that empower words that are traumatic words that are challenging words that are, um, you know, that really articulate an experience. And, and that's why I thought, you know, with the dictionary to have these words, but also to have more information that dives deeper, you know, with a dictionary, it's like, here's the word, here's the definition, but this it's like, especially when it comes to our language, there just needed to be more, there just needed to be more um, information and resource. And then it's, you know, I, I couldn't write everything. Right. But I think this is a great first, um, you know, addition for us to dive into deeper conversations around like inclusivity and sexual orientation and gender identity and expression. Oh, for sure. Well, and and speaking of of inclusivity, and and this is kind of a a big topic that um, I'm certainly not an, an expert on, but something that is is very important and, and also really curious to me trying to, to figure it out here. Um, you know, and, and listeners for this show, um, you know, 40 some episodes now, mm-hmm. will will notice that, you know, there's, there is, is a, <laughs> I'm, I'm lacking in, in, uh, in a, in a couple of areas here is, as far as representation on this show. One is, is men. I, mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of men that, that come on the show, just a handful. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, there's have not been a lot of people of color that have come on the show there and they really haven't. And, you know, I, I don't have a huge following, you know, I don't have a big advertising budget, but um, I, I think that, you know, Chloe, you know, maybe only a handful of, of people of color have, have been on the show. And I know that's not re- representative of the, the queer community. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I, I, I wonder why why there's this this disconnect or why why there's no balance there well okay there's a couple of reasons um i'm gonna i guess i want to use the example of the dictionary first um so you know i am a woman i'm black i'm bisexual right so so with that it's kind of like i'm from you know, several marginalized, um, identities, right. Or communities. And so I think with my perspective of wanting to have a diverse dictionary, then I came from a lens that was, um, already inclusive, right. Because I wanted, I wanted my representation to be there. Right. So then therefore I, I wanted other representations to be there. Right. So, so I, you know, it wasn't just about, gay and lesbian, it was about, you know, 
the the words of you know the bisexual experience it was about the words of the asexual experience or aromantic experience about the words of the you know trans um experience but also the words of the black trans experience you know it's like i just wanted to dive deep and it was my duty to i felt it was my duty to make sure i was able to if not one, but at least two terms that I could represent that that I could represent everyone. That someone that everyone felt like they saw themselves, right? And I and so the reason why I say this, um, and and this is our climate now. We we have to talk about privilege, right? And we also have to talk about white privilege, and we have to talk about how things are, and um, and cisgender privilege. We have to talk about these things that um, are just our makeup. It's it's our American societal makeup. Um, and this is something that, you know, we are, I think, you know, there is a large group of us that are trying to eradicate. You know, I, I love the movement of the Black Lives Matter movement. I love how, uh, you know, different communities who were non-Black supported it um, because they understood the need of um, making sure that all the voices are heard and um, empowered and safe and protected. So I, I say all that to say it's not an easy um, statement or, or answer to that, but honestly, it does dive deeper into what is more comfortable with you know to you. You know what I mean, and that's your community, right? So you know, if you if you are white, you know, most of the time your community is white as well, and you know, if you are, um, you know, it's just it's just based off of that. So and it takes extra work it does it takes extra work to step outside what is comfortable and I think I just challenge and I, I think I try to do this with the book as well I just challenge people to step outside what's comfortable and learn you know um and so and Jay in regards to you know the type of people who are on your podcast you know I think it's also a way of just saying like stepping out and just saying you know I want to have if you do want to have more representation that's diverse it's like just stepping out and saying okay I'm gonna go find it because it's out there you know it's definitely out there and I think people are really ready to connect you know like I I love that you you invited me on the show you know I um because we're ready to connect and I think that's what's empowering and that's what's going to really unite us um is connecting and listening and learning. Well, and boy, man, your explanations are always beautiful. I absolutely, <laughs> I, I love this. I, I love talking to you. Um, you know, and I think that the, you, you, you said something back there and, and I can't say it exactly. So I'll, I'll paraphrase, but mm -hmm. um, you had, had said something about the, the, the black queer experience. And I, and I think that the queer experience is probably very different for for people of color than it is for you know white people especially here in in America mm -hmm. um, and and so I, I think that that's something that really needs more attention you know I, I think that within the the queer community many many people know that you know um, transgender women of color are most often the the victims of, of violence you know amongst anyone in the queer community but I think that outside of our community not that much is known about the the black queer experience right. does that make and sense absolutely and and that and the question is why you know and so it was like i was really passionate about uncovering that and i, I talked slightly about like the harlem renaissance but i was so excited when i started to research about the harlem renaissance and i love the saying that it was just as gay as 
as it was black and just to learn about Langston Hughes and Zora Neale Hurston and Alan Locke and, um, you know, Josephine Baker, you know, these were all, you know, gay, bisexual, Ma Rainey and, you know, queer individuals. And, you know, they're celebrated for being prolific writers and artists and musicians, but they're not, you know, for being black prolific writers, artists, and musicians, but not necessarily for being queer, for being gay, right? Um, and so when I learned about that, I was just like, man, this is amazing. Um, and then how, the, you know, the connection with Harlem and New York, and also like, you know, decades later, the ballroom scene, you know, emerges to really celebrate and and um, empower you know, black and, uh, you know, Latinx or Latino, Latina, you know, gay and queer people, because again, it's like something, it's racism, you know, it's just ingrained in our American soil. It's just like, you know, because blacks were, you know, not necessarily allowed in a lot of white spaces, it trick it like, you know, trickled into like black gays and also people, you know, gay and queer people of color not being allowed in white spaces. And, and so, you know, the drag pageantry, um, you know, was really big in the late, you know, late 60s. And uh, Crystal Abeja, who was a, um, a drag queen of, of color, but also um, a trans woman, you know, was was done with it, was done being ignored or, or not necessarily getting the opportunity to win. And so that's how the ballroom scene was created, where they you know, she wanted to create something that really empowered her community. And so that, you know, a lot of people don't know about that. But again, you know, I I am a nerd. <laughs> I'm a nerd. I love history. But I was just so captivated with learning, you know, the history within our larger gay and queer community. And it wasn't just about Black, you know, it was also just about, like, more just history, period. Like, I, I want to celebrate everybody. And, um I think that was just my purpose. I just really wanted to celebrate everyone. And, and I just ca I came with the lens of being open and making sure that people felt included. Well, and I think that that's something that um, isn't really traditionally, <laughs> isn't really, it, it's not um, traditionally done in America where we celebrate everyone. You know, it's, you know, anyone who went to school in, here in America knows we, we learned mostly about uh, white people and, uh, you know, white victories. And there's very little discussion uh, about the experiences of, of people of color here in America. Um, it's, and it's systematic. It, it's like a systematic, yeah. um, systematic oppression, you know? Yeah. Well, um, and, so, yeah. Even 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 very recently, and uh, and I'm I'm not dogging on these people because they were they were beautiful people. It was a wonderful group, but I was invited to uh, uh, take part in a uh, an online panel on uh, inspiring social change um, through fiction through writing, and uh, that's a great opportunity. I I love it. You know, I always like to have lots of queer characters <laughs> in all my books, and that was before I knew I was queer. Um, but maybe hmm. I should have been paying more attention to myself. But uh, you know, every everyone on this on this panel was a white person, and uh, and I was like, oh, okay, okay, this is. And you were talking about diversity. <laughs> yeah, we're 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 a very this is a very pale panel, but and and funny enough, we we ended up talking for a very long time about how as white people we should be trying to lift up people of color but i'm like yeah but there's there's no people of color on this panel this is this is so weird and it's just uh you know and, it, and it's not something that 
was done purposefully by the the organizers, but it's just another example of just like this podcast. You know, I I, I would love to have more people of color, but I haven't gone after it like like you were saying. You know, I haven't said, hey, you know, I I want people of color on here. I want you to share your stories, and that's something that that I need to do, and I'm and I'm going to do because we should be celebrating everyone and every experience because my experience is vastly different than anyone else I know and vastly different than yours. And, and so we've, we've all got to kind of do better, especially as white people. Yeah. Well, I, I, I appreciate you sharing your perspective um, because I, I truly believe that you are not alone in that and wanting and wanting to show up, but just, you know, maybe I'm not going to say not having the tools. I feel like you do have the tools, but just maybe it's just like, okay, have maybe the courage, you know what I mean? Yeah, or to, to like to just step outside and do it. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I, 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 I like to say again, it's just like, we, we commune with people who are like us, right. Um, whether it be political, right. Or whether it be through race or gender, I mean, it's just what we do. However, if we do want and we have, and we are talking about inclusivity and diversity and equity. Like, then, then I think it is our job that we um, have representation from the people we are choosing, you know, to uh, listen to and um, and and build connections with and empower. Right. So, like in the dictionary, it's like. I- I, if I if I want to talk about you know a non-binary experience or a genderqueer experience, then I have to talk to someone who identifies as such because I can't I can't write that language if I if I'm not aware of that type of experience. You know I I couldn't write about the leather community if I didn't talk with individuals who you know are part of that community. You know like it, it's it just. It's about um, learning, and I think that that process was really beautiful for me, you know. And I, I loved just learning and being open um, to, you know, to receive. And and I love that people were so very transparent with me. Um, and I actually have a dedication in the beginning of the dictionary saying thank you for sharing your words with me, you know, um, because. You know, we we if we if we want to empower a community, we have to make sure the community is represented. I think that that's the in in line. You know, like, you know, we can't have conversations about, you know, I, I just like to throw in different uh, communities I like to represent. We can't have conversations about our queer youth if if, if everybody on the panel is you know, 30 and plus, right? Like where, where is the, where's the queer youth, right? You have to have the voices. Um, so that way we can hear and we can understand each other. And I think, I, I hope that this dictionary, um, again, um, entices those kind of conversations to happen. Oh, heck yeah. And I, I'm excited to get my copy to dive into it. And you, you mentioned earlier that there are some things in there that would be uh, considered a uh, derogatory terms. Mm-hmm. You know, did you, did you run into a lot of stuff? Because I, I, I know of at least a few that at one time were considered derogatory uh, terms or, or slurs against the queer community uh, that have now kind of been reclaimed. Yeah. And I, you know, I love that you brought that up and I love that you said queer. So queer is actually <laughs> one. Um, so, you know, there's queer, there's dyke, there's fag, there's sissy, right? So these terms um, were once derogatory and are to some members of the community still derogatory, right? Um, but then these terms also by some members have 
you know, some of our community have been reappropriated and, you know, taken back as like, you know, empowered empowerment and like self-acclaimed, right? Like this is my identity, you know, this is it, you know, it, it's, it's a positive, not a negative. Um, but I also emphasize again, you know, our community is not monolithic. We don't have the same experiences. We don't feel the same way. And that, and that is all valid. You know, I like really encourage that. It's so valid. Um, so just because some individuals are like, you know, queer, you know, we're queer, I'm queer. And, and someone is like, no, I'm not, I am this. And it may be a different staple. No, I am not queer. I like, I am, you know, pangender or I am not queer. I am bisexual. You know, it's just, it, it is an individual, it's um an individual identifier. So however someone identifies you know, themselves, then that's what we should use. Um, but, you know, queer is definitely something that we see more now, you know, it's very, you know, for a lot of members of our community, it's very empowering. And a lot of times with, you know, our younger community, um, because queer, you know, is now this all encompassing, um, uh, like catchphrase or catchword where, you know, it, it's identifying something that is non-heterosexual and it's identifying something that also could be non-cisgender, right? So it's just queer is just such a great word a lot of people like to use because it's so fluid and it and it's just, it rep it's more representative, you know, of just pinpointing one label. It's like, if I'm queer, I have, I have all of these, you know, um, identities that I can explore that are really a part of me. So I feel like that's the best word. And then there's some people that are like, no, that's not, you know, so again, I stress that, um, you know, all words are not used the same way by everyone. Um, and we all just have to respect how they're used and, and people's identities and the, the labels and terms that are used to um, articulate people's identities. Well, and I have a question here for you. Um, you know, because I've I've heard uh, you know people refer to the LGBTQIA plus um, mm -hmm. as the the alphabet soup, and, and some <laughs> people in the the queer community have, have said that, and and it's funny. But then mm -hmm. when people that are not in the queer community say that, it's it's not really so funny to me because it, it feels like it's it's a little bit of shade. Um, mm -hmm. And so it is, <laughs> you know, as, as someone who, and I'm going to call you an expert just because you've done so much research and you're so passionate about this. Uh, some people don't like being called an expert, but you've got that title right now. <laughs> okay. Um, why is it so important for us to respect and use the the pronouns or the names or the identities that people do or or don't want to be called by? You know, if somebody doesn't want to be called queer, but you know they they do like you know men and women or all genders or or whatever it is. Why is it so important that we respect what they prefer? Yeah, I, you know, just to make it so simple, um, and then I can expand is just because we, we want to respect, we want to respect people, you know, like, if, if you know, your name, like, if my name is Chloe, but someone just keeps calling me Maria, then it's like, why are you doing that? My name is Chloe, I've introduced you as Chloe, I introduced myself to you as Chloe. So it's just, it's just a level of respect. And we do, and we do that. So um, graciously, you know, when someone said, Hey, what's your name? And then you say it. So I don't know why, um, it's difficult all the time for people not to have give that same type of respect and, um, honor. But, you know, I think most importantly though, 
we want to respect people's identity. We want people to feel celebrated. We want people to feel heard. And so even though the name or pronouns may have um, changed over time with an individual, it's most important to affirm that individual with the correct pronouns, name, identity, because, you know, we are ever evolving. We are human. We and our identities should be respected. I think just at the end of the day, I think it comes with respect and it's just, you know, all around. And I think our identity, you know, in all of its uh, glory, the name, the race, the age, the pronoun, you know, um, the ability or disability should just be respected. You know, <laughs> I think yeah. that's all I could answer. <laughs> No, and I think that's perfect. And, you know, I, I've seen, you know, and memes have become the uh, staple of my life over this last uh, couple of years here. But, you know, I, I saw recently one, uh, you know, cis people not uh, understanding why it's a big deal to uh, misgender someone. Uh, but if you try misgendering them, it's it's a whole nother, whole nother that's, story. That's right. So it's, it goes back to like, you know, treat others how you want to be treated. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just really goes back. It goes back to that. But and it also, again, it goes back to comfortability and uh, what has been comfortable to us. If we, you know, we don't like being uncomfortable. We don't, so a lot of people don't like change, you know? So that's, that. I think that's the height of the resistance. It's like yeah. people don't like being uncomfortable. People don't like change. People don't like being wrong, you know? But I think we have to put all of those things aside and we just have to really open ourselves up and learn. Well, for sure. And I'm, I'm guilty of that as well. I went through most of my life hating being wrong and, and, you know, um, resisting any kind of change or someone telling me that things weren't the way I thought they were. And I'm, I'm at an age now where I'm actually kind of, I, I really am starting to appreciate it. I'm like, well, I could, because you don't, you don't grow at all if you don't learn. And I feel like I'm, I'm as, as a 40 year old, I'm, I'm in a place where I should be growing. You know, I shouldn't be static. Yeah. And I, I like to also say, you know, back to the um, the LGBTQIA plus. I actually have like a, a funny joke um, in in my introduction, um, but it was important actually for me to have all of those letters, and you know, you know, and I have that plus. Well, I I, I wanted to make sure intersex and asexual are also included, but the plus is so important because, you know, those identities like like I was saying, you know, pansexual, pangender, polysexual polygender, you know, fluid, androgynous, you know, these are non-binary. These are identities that, that are also, you know, um, important. And I, I just really, really wanted to dive into all of these identities so that people feel seen, the visibility is there and the conversations can start. People, you know, people can say, oh man, that's me. Like, this is me. I, I because I have to explain like a, a situation with writing the dictionary that, you know, this is my love child and writing this dictionary, you know, it's been over a decade, but it also helped um, me stand more firm into my identity as being bisexual and the many layers and also being demisexual. I remember learning about being a demisexual and I was like, oh my gosh, that that's, that's so me. Um, and, you know, it talks about having, you know, a sexual desire, but the desire becomes only when there's like a deep connection and um, um, emotional connection, you know, deep mental emotional connection with someone. And I was like, yeah, that's me, you know? So, you know, I, 
I just was about empowering the language. And and yes, it may seem like a mouthful saying LGBTQI plus. I mean, but it, it's your preference. You can say LGBTQ, LGBT, whatever you need to say. But it's just one of those things of like, let's just honor the fact that there is diversity within this larger, you know, gay and queer spectrum. It's not monolithic, you know, and I just wanted people to know that I, I'm going to celebrate everyone here. Yeah, well, and I think that's what um, is so beautiful to me about the the word queer. Um, and, and and like you mentioned, not everyone likes to use the word queer. And I think it's, it's definitely been re- reclaimed by the community, but... You know, to me, it's kind of this this wonderful rainbow-colored um, umbrella that that just uh, that kind of covers us all, and and I, and I think that's a great thing because you know, I, and I always use myself in it as an example because I I feel like I'm so confusing, but you know, I I look like a big white dude, I sound like a, a big white dude, sometimes I act like a guy. Um, but I'm definitely not. And it's a weird place to be because, you know, if you, you see all these, you know, these graphics that say, you know, trans men are men, trans women are women, non-binary people are dot, dot, dot. And then what the, well, what the hell are we really? Because it's so different for each one of us. And, and I don't know how to describe it. I don't know how to explain it to someone else. It's, it's really confusing. And, and so the, the word queer is like, yeah, you know, I, I am, and to me, it just means I'm, I'm, I'm different. I'm not, I'm not quite like anyone or or everyone else at all, and and that's okay to me. Just like my my sexuality, you know, I've mm-hmm. I'm married to a, a wonderful lady, and you know, I'm I'm attracted to to women, but I don't know if straight is the right word to describe me. Like I I feel like everything about me is this weird kind of mushy watercolor mix of things, and. Mm-hmm. And, and there isn't a specific term that I would ever choose for myself. So queer just works. Yeah. And and I appreciate you explaining that because I think that's the most important thing we should all um, understand is that your identity is your own personal experience. And the words that you use to articulate that experience are valid. And, and the definition you use to identify those words is valid, right? Like, uh, all non-binary experiences are not the same, you know, all trans experiences are not the same, but they're all valid. Um, and I think that that's what I just constantly want to encourage, you know, going back to like the name that we want to use or that we, their name that truly articulates our authentic self and the pronouns that truly articulate and affirm, you know, our gender identity, you know, is ours and it's our right. And, you know, and it is it is um, the most encouraging, empowering and respectful thing to do is to jump on board with it, you know. What? No, and, and you had to do you had to do a lot of research for this book. And, and I'm assuming that you had to kind of dig down into into history a little bit to learn a lot of what you did. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I love history. I'm, I'm a little bit of a of a nerd for it myself. But. Also, I, I know that once you start digging, um, a lot of times you come up with some really uncomfortable stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, were there were there times during the research for this book where you where you unearthed some real darkness that you were weren't very comfortable with? I mean, yes, I could say yes, but I have to also, you know, say again, like I'm I'm a I'm a black woman, you know, um, 
So there is a sense of like racism and prejudice and oppression that, you know, I've, I've just dealt with most of my life. Right. So, um, and my community has, so, you know, when I hear it, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, of course it it's disturbing, but it's like, it just makes me say, fuck, you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. why so much, you know, oppression? Why? You know, um, you know, I, 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 I hate, you know, t- 2020 was really hard, right? You know, um, especially. Such a great year. <laughs> right. Um, but just especially when it came to the killing of black bodies, I mean, but this has always been, you know what I mean? Like 2020 was nothing different, but it's just what happened when I felt like white people, the white lens, just like you all woke up and then was just like, what's happening? I'm like, no, this shit's been happening for a very long time. Um, and just, you know, no. And then for people to, to really know what's happening to black trans women, you know what I mean? Um, but yes, like, again, our, the community, like, and it, we just go back to being gay and bisexual, we'll go way, way back. We'll go back to Stonewall, right? Like, they were being mistreated because of their sexual orientation, right? Um, they were mistreated by the public, of course, by the police, you know, and they were like, we're done with this. You know, we have, we want, we want more, right? Um, and, and I understand that struggle and understand the movement and the and and trying to be revolutionary about it but again it's like I go back to what it's like you know again being black and being black and queer and being black and gay and being black and trans it's just it's hardcore it's hardcore and um I wanted to bring that experience to the forefront. I wanted I wanted to talk about its glory there. I want to talk about the beauty of the language and how everybody just wants to get on board with the coolness, the quote unquote, of being black, right? Um, and I say that kind of jokingly, but I wanted to celebrate blackness and I wanted to celebrate people of color and I wanted to articulate the experience of being, you know, AAPI, you know, um, um, Asian American Pacific Islander, you know, I wanted to celebrate the experience of being Latinx or Latino, Latina and queer, you know, I just wanted to bring out these experiences that are just not always, um, talked about. And I wanted to talk about the ugliness of it. I want to talk about the racism and I want to talk about the transphobia. I want to bring it out there. I want to show you that this is reality, but I also want to show you that we still rise and, we're beautiful and, and just respect us, you know, affirm us. Well, and you, you said something pretty disturbing there. You know, you, I asked you about the dark, darker history and because I know there are some real horrors in the, the history of the, the queer community. And the first thing you said is that as a black woman, um, it probably didn't phase you quite as much because of what you've had to go through your whole life. And um, it's, it's messed up. Um, it it really is, and I don't I don't have any other response for it than that. And I think you're right that, you know, over the last year, you know, I, many white people have become more uh, woke, as you said, but uh, something we should have been woke to our entire lives. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I mean, it's o- you know, it's o- it's okay, Jay. Like this is this is great conversation, right? Because it's like. We're learning, we're being transparent, 
Um, we're hearing each other. And it's like, wow, if more of these conversations could happen, you know what I mean? With with such a genuine heart, like, yeah. look at the change that could ha- occur from it, you know? Yeah. Well, it's it, it's tough, though, as <laughs> it, it's tough that, you know, I, I think that most, uh, you know, quote unquote, average people think they're reasonably well informed about life. And uh, I think that a lot of people really found out that that we weren't, um, you know, mm-hmm. men, you know, when when George Floyd was was killed, I, I think that many of us were really sick. And then to go and listen to and and sorry, I'm I'm, I'm uh, over here crying and trying to keep my my train of thought because this was such a big deal for my family. But yeah. um, you know, listening to people talk about how this has been going on forever, it was just it was really difficult. And and I I know that it made me feel like a little bit of a, a failure as a person. Um, and and I think that many people felt that way. And and all we can do now is is make it better um you know fight to make it better but yeah jesus what a yeah yay america <laughs> okay well sorry sorry about that i kind of went off down the down a little rabbit hole there that i probably shouldn't have taken myself down because uh i i know better but um okay. yes I, just, I hope you know that you're supported too you know like i i appreciate you even diving into the conversation and being open to listen. Um, I think that was very brave of you. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate for you, you letting me share my story. So, um, you know, you know I, I, I love you for this, <laughs> but the fact that you have to praise me for being brave about this, it's like, what I didn't, I didn't have to be brave about anything. I'm, I'm the one that's lived with the privilege, you know, but I, your your way of, of communicating, I, I think, is is just phenomenal. You're a beautiful communicator. Thank you. I, but I also want to say, you know, I'm I'm not here to to just put anyone down, and you know, that's that's just not what what I want to do. And and I'm also here to say, like, wherever you are, it's like, okay, I'll meet you. Um, but I do think that these conversations are important, and you know, and yes, we're aware of privilege. We're aware of all the types of privileges, right? Um, but it's just, you know, just also encouraging you to, you know, make the change. And that and what I'm saying is I, I'm I'm thanking you and I'm I'm saying, you know, thanking you for your courage because I feel you want to make the change. So that that's where that's coming from. Well I'm I'm gonna take it as a you know your um, Chloe is lighting a fire under my ass to reach out and and get more diversity in this podcast because that's what I need and and that's what I'm going to do. Damn it! So that's that's what I'm going to take away from this. is going to be a, a call to arms. Uh, that's what we'll do. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna veer into more safe subject for me so that I can uh, not end up end up with a huge cry headache here. Um, so when when you open the Queen's English. Does this read like a dictionary where it's where it's A to Z and 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 you kind of go alphabetically or, you know, does it does it read more like a book? How does it read? No, it's a dictionary, Um, but it's a fun dictionary because um, it's illustrated. Um, There are some beautiful illustrations done by gay and queer artists. Um, My main illustrator, his name is Troy Lambert. 
wonderful, wonderful. And then I also had uh, three other illustrators, Mark Yuri, Cassandra Fontaine, and also Sinead Benjamin. Um, and they, their contributions are just amazing because the visual aspect is gorgeous. It's colorful. Um, it's inclusive as far as like the colors that you'll see and the flags that you'll see. Um, I like it too, because I include, um, as many pride flags as possible. And, you know, it's not just the pride flag where we saw where it's, you know, Roy G. Biv. It's not, you know, just the pride flag, the pro progressive, uh, pride flag that we are seeing more now, or even the more colors, more pride that includes, you know, the black and Latinx, you know, community, but it is the pride flags of the asexual community, the aromantic community, the non-binary community, the lesbian community. And I loved including these pride flags because I'm saying, you know, like this is pride, you know, this is really what pride is, including all of these beautiful communities um, that make up our larger community. But no, it's it's still a dictionary and I love it because, you know, it's still scholarly, you know, but it's beautiful. It's artistic. And I think that's what makes me happy. Like I, I'm a creative person, you know, I, I'm I never said where I live. Well, I live in New York and I work in the entertainment industry in New York, but um, I love uh, being creative. And I think the creativity and the colors of the dictionary really bring it to life. It's fun. It's visually appealing. So that way, when you are learning, you are also being visually stimulated. And um, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful book. And who is who is the publisher? Is it HarperCollins or who did it? Um, it is Penguin Random House, actually. Penguin. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Um, Clarkson Potter is is the imprint. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> well, and, and the the cover is just gorgeous. I think I'll, you know, I'm going to, instead of our, our typical show show icon, I'm gonna I'm gonna if it's okay with you, pop the cover on as the the show yeah. icon for this week. That way people can see it because it's just gorgeous. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. And I love this little crown logo that too that you've got all over your website. Mm -hmm. Although I don't know what the crown means. Does it have a special meaning or is it just a cool graphic? No, it's 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 the Queen's English. That's the logo for the Queen's English. Um, okay. I I love the colors, the the inclusive um, um, rainbow spectrum, um, and it just highlights the queens of our you know of our community. We're all queens, you know. It's our language, and so that's the official logo for the Queen's English. Okay, that's awesome. I and I love the idea that that we're all queens. That that makes me mm -hmm. happy. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, even even your your website has so much diversity on it. It's it's really fantastic. Oh, I should tell everyone. I will here in the U.S. at least it's thequeensenglishus.com. Yeah, uh, it's such a great website, and there's actually uh, um, there's actually videos of you interviewing all sorts of people and learning about different things, and it's mm -hmm. they're really really cool. I mean, <laughs> I mean if, well, if you're listening to un the Unafraid podcast, I I already know that you will love this because it's it's right up your alley. But um, and and it almost reminds me. Uh, there's another show, and maybe you've heard of it, maybe you haven't. It's called Slash Queer. Um, oh, it's no. just the um, the the slash key that's right underneath the question mark, and then the word queer, and it's uh, by this wonderful uh, gender queer person, um, Georgie Williams, and it's a very academic show. You know, it's not a conversation show like this, but um, that's another one that that might really interest you because they get into just some great history, just amazing history. Um, yeah. yeah, thank you, thank yeah, you, thank you're, you. You're, and you're, I, you're... I also also want to say. Um, Definitely follow us on Instagram and Facebook, um, and that's at 
the Queen's English US and and the website is um, universal so you can access it anywhere from around the world and I'm happy to announce though those who um, listen to your podcast and maybe live across the pond um, but there will also be a UK edition of the Queen's English that will be coming out later this year oh that's fantastic that's awesome um, thank and- you and, and where do, because, you know, Amazon, you know, everyone knows you can go there for, for books and on your website here, you can, you can order the book right on the, on the website, but is it, is it going to be available in stores as well? Where, where do we oh, find yes. this? Yes. You should be able to find it in any bookstore. Um, and of course, any um, bookstore's website. And if, and I encourage you if they don't have it or they have sold out, I just encourage you to say, Hey, let's reorder the book again. <laughs> so that way it is um, physically in our bookstores. Um, I know because of the pandemic, a lot of us are buying online um, anyway, but I, you know, hopefully we'll be able to play outside soon and it'll be great to actually physically see the book and the, dic- the dictionary and our bookstores. So yeah, I definitely encourage you to um, visit your local indie bookstores. Um, it should be there. And if not, you know, just be like, hey, let's order it. <laughs> well, and I'm going to go by my, we only have one local bookstore here uh, where I am, but I'm going to go by there and mention it to them if they don't have it, because I think it would be amazing to see it uh, up in the window out there. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jay. I appreciate this time with you. Well, yeah, this has been a super fun conversation. I'm, I'm really glad that we connected. I, and I've just, I've had such a good time talking to you. I know I'm kind of stumbling through everything, but that's it's just because I'm no. excited, you know, and I, I get to, a little funny when I'm excited. But so, thank no. you so much for coming on. Thank you. I mean, I, I, I have to be honest, like I get nervous. <laughs> so thank you for um, making me feel comfortable. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you did. And Rebecca Jonesy, our sponsor, thank you so much for for supporting the show again you know I, I couldn't do it without you thank you for letting me keep on uh, doing this passion project of mine and for all of you out there listening I'm just I'm really appreciative of you and and I hope that any of you that haven't already will contact me and we can share your stories and get them out to the world and until next time stay safe and stay strong <laughs>